start to the finish, go hard and we winning. It's the heart of a villain. It's the heart of a villain. From the start to the finish, go hard and we winning. It's the heart of a villain. It's the heart of a villain. From the start to the finish, go hard and we winning. It's the heart of a villain. It's the heart of a villain. From the start to the finish, go hard and we winning. It's the heart. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We are here. It is episode 104. You are here with the Heart of a Villain, the podcast and live stream devoted to the Bearded Villains Worldwide Brotherhood and the lives they are changing all over the world. Tonight, guys, we are back after a week off that I really didn't intend on having. Um, My hat's doing something kind of wonky here. But I didn't really intend on doing a week off, but uh, it just so happened that we kind of hit this little uh, period where we had a week where BV was kind of not doing anything. And I was doing a lot of stuff, uh, trying to uh, manage my myself and family and um, chapter and different things going in 10 different directions. So I just said, let's just relax. We've done this for over two years with the very, very uh, once or twice exception of missing a week due to weather or due to internet or other reasons. It was just time for me to uh, give a day, give a week. I know that people missed it. I missed it as much as you guys did, but it was a good little, it was a little, good little week off for decompression and to focus on a few other things that I needed to focus on so that we are rolling into this home stretch. Now, if you've been paying attention at all, you'll notice that there are a bunch of BV events coming up here this fall, and we've already started getting some things rolling in for this for the spring and even into the late spring uh, on the calendars. So I believe in Ohio with Beardo de Mayo uh, in May is the is the one that's furthest out right now that we have uh, on the schedule, but they're they're filling up, guys. They're filling up. So we've uh, we're we're doing our thing and we're pushing forward. And here we are at episode one oh four. And this is another one of those weekends where we're going to have multiple things going. And it's it, it's always a shame where we have a situation like this when multiple chapters are doing things at the same time, obviously, obviously we would love to be able to space things out in just such a way that there's no weekend where different chapters are doubling up. But we know that that's just absolutely impossible to do with schedules, with planning and how far out you have to plan some of these different events. It just happens. And this is one of those weekends inevitably, but, but the nice thing about it is they're spaced out. They're spaced out a bit. So uh, quite a bit, really, of the things that are happening over here on this part of the world, here in North America. I say North America because we the double up this weekend is in Montreal and down in Florida in the U.S. The Florida Summit and Poutine Fest in Montreal, the fest that they had to put aside for a year last year because of COVID. And uh, so they've been specifically planning for this event for two years. Florida Summit, a little bit different because it's a different thing each year, obviously, but they were planning for it last year. They went ahead and did a little bit of a Florida Summit, if you recall, last year. 
uh, in Pensacola Beach, but they they did it kind of under the radar and they called it the unofficial. Everything was unofficial, um, and it was fairly well attended given the circumstances, really. But this year they're going to blow it out and uh, have some more fun with it. So this week, episode one hundred and four, we actually have two people that we're bringing on the on the program. First person we're going to be bringing on in just a few minutes is Paul, the captain from Emerald Coast, giving us a little bit of a lowdown on the pushback from last year. They're not really not pushback wouldn't probably be the right word, but uh, the the way that they had to formulate things for last year. Uh, and how it's driven things home for this year and really made a big push to knock it out of the park for this year for the Florida Summit. I also gave him a little bit of ribbing for the fact that it took a little while to get some of the details out about the Florida Summit because I, if you recall, every single week during my calendar of events, I would mention that the Florida Summit's coming up and that I had zero details. And that was pretty much the case up until last week, I believe, or two weeks ago when I finally started seeing details trickle in about what the Florida summit was going to have. And uh, so I apologize uh, in advance. I, I, like I said, I still think there's a little bit, a little bit, and you kind of, you kind of get the sense in listening to uh, Paul that this is for the Florida guys and anybody else that wants to come, but this is for the Florida guys. And uh, it just the way he says it, it's pretty funny. And uh, it's kind of like there's some, I don't know, maybe a secret handshake secret passphrase or something that you need to know in order to attend the Florida summit, uh, in the capacity that we would normally, I don't know, but I, I joke around with him about that. And then our second interview, I get a nice long interview first time out. Um, those of you that are longtime listeners of the show know that I have spoken with, um, with Paul about different things down in Florida and the East coast before, but my second interview guest, the first time I've ever spoken with Captain Ron. I like to call him Captain Ron. Captain Ron in Montreal. As you know, if you know Captain Ron, the captain of Montreal, he has a very long, wizard-like, flowing beard. Very white, very, very lustrous. And that might be in jeopardy uh, this weekend. We'll get into that a little bit during his interview about the possibilities, uh, what that could be. But he's going to be talking to us about Poutine Fest. And I got my little uh, lowdown in education on what Poutine was. I'd heard about it before from a few other people. But generally speaking, that's not something that a non-world traveler as myself uh, living in northern Indiana knows about. And so it was good to get a little education on some some food and recipes from around the world and what they go through up there and and it's just cool. It sounds, sounds delicious, really. It sounds delicious. Uh, it reminds me of the episode of Friends when Joey's talking about all the different things in the dessert that Rachel made that was wrong. Uh, so, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, all this stuff, not healthy, but very good, very good. So I want to take a second out, as I always do every night, to welcome in the people that are here live that I can see. Now, I know there's people watching live that are here with us tonight that I cannot see because you're not commenting in the comment section. And I appreciate that. I understand that. But for everybody that is taking some time out just to welcome us, I have to acknowledge everybody and say, hi, Nick is in the house. Rev Nick, how you doing? So did George. I feel like I need to, when I see it written like that, I feel like I need to say it like in a childlike voice. I don't know why. <laughs> so George is in the house. Uh, Mr. Joker, Mr. Joker's back with us. 
how you doing? Good to see you here. Uh, K Mac B V E N C. I feel like I'm supposed to be able to, that's supposed to roll off my tongue. And all I ever say, and I say it every week is just E N C. Uh, but, <laughs> but yes, sir. Good to see you in the house here. Um, Wayne, Mr. One Feather is here as well, hanging out with us. Radar came in and immediately wanted us to get going. Um, so I said, well, let's start the program then, since Radar's here now. Of course, we have to abide by his wishes, right? Uh, good to see you here, Radar. And uh, I know we had some others. Rob is in the house joining us also. And I saw some others. Blue, how you doing? Huge fan of y'all. Now, come on. Don't be like that. We're a huge fan of everybody. Everybody that has a beard, everybody that's out there doing good, everybody that wants to make the world a better place, change the world, change lives. I am a fan of that. I'm a fan of all of you. And that's what we like to talk about here. So, and that's what we're going to get into in a few minutes. So, uh, I'm going to take just a second. Now, I, I will I will preface this with an apology because I do know that in the last few weeks, a few chapters have dropped some merch for charity purposes, and I spent the afternoon trying to scroll through and figure out where uh, which different chapters I've been missing, and I I apologize because I know there's there's some out there that I'm missing and I don't have them. So I will ask you if you're listening to this episode now, um, and this is the 14th of October. If you're listening to this episode now and you still have some merch out there that you're raising some money for for a specific reason, charity purposes or anything like that, and I'm not going to mention it here, please reach out to let me out to me. Let me know. I would love to share it. That's what we do here. Um, so that's definitely a big a big thing for me. So I only really have three things right now, and uh, the first is our once a month, as you know, we change the autism puzzle patch pieces. Now, for those who are not aware, there is a collaboration between over 30 chapters where each chapter has a puzzle piece represented, and it's going to create this huge puzzle. They all do fit together. Each chapter is represented by one puzzle piece. Every month, two puzzle pieces get released for sale. Each one of the patches is the same price, same shipping, so everything across the board is the same. Collect them all, collect one, collect whatever you want. But if you collect them all, you'll be able to fit it together in this huge puzzle that all fits together. Really, really cool stuff. And the best part about it is it's an autism patch sale. Each one of these chapters that does a patch, the money that they raise from their patch goes to something local autism-related in their area. So think about that for a second and how awesome that's going to be for over 30 chapters from the U.S. right now. And I think the plans and the works maybe to do something different down the road, uh, including international chapters. But right now it's 30 chapters from the United States and or over 30 chapters from the United States. And just think of all these organizations that are going to receive some funds from this. It's such a cool thing. So this month, this month, this is the fourth month release. So this will be patches numbers seven and eight, if I'm not mistaken, I think. Maybe it's 9 and 10. But anyway, this month, I'm sorry. Bearded Villains Toronto. Bearded Villains Toronto. Bright yellow patch with their with their awesome Hogtown uh, Bearded Villains emblem on there. 
uh, emblazoned on there in a yellow patch or yellow puzzle piece. Bearded Villains Toronto. You can get this at beardedvillainstoronto.com is their, is their store. Now, do not be thrown off because I checked into this. Just a warning, and I said I would mention this. When you go to their site, it is $9, but their site seems to list it as like eleven fifty, and that's because of the transfer because of Canadian dollar versus U.S. dollar. And the only way that they could list it was using Canadian currency, I guess. So it translates to the same amount. So you're still paying the same amount as all the other puzzle pieces, but it just looks like it's more, but it's not. So Bearded Villains Toronto, beardedvillainstoronto.com is where you can get it. $9 plus shipping is one of them. And the other one released this month. Check this one out from Eastern Washington, B-Side Villains. Uh, very cool logo with their saw blade on it. Um, I can't remember what the name of that, <laughs> what that beast is. Uh, but very, very cool. $9 plus shipping. The Eastern Washington, the Beast Side Villains, is available at ewbv.bigcartel.com. ewbv.bigcartel.com. So, as I've said before, these are, once they're, go- once they're gone, they're gone. They're not reprinting these. Um, there are a bunch out there available, so you have your chance. However, don't miss out. Don't just wait around and wait around and expect that, you know, at the end of the month or even next month, they don't stop selling them until they're out. So they will continue to each, each chapter will continue to sell them beyond their month, but you don't want to be that guy that's trying to collect the entire puzzle and you're missing three or four pieces because you didn't jump on the ball when you had the time. So get on it when you can $9 each plus shipping. So it's such a cool thing and it spaces it out. So it really doesn't hurt the pocketbook. Don't look at it as a huge purchase because then you kind of get scared. Look at it as a monthly thing, and it's not so much a big deal. And then this last thing here is that I have is a T-shirt from PV, uh, from the Pennsylvania East. This actually will stop going on sale this weekend, but I wanted to make sure I get it out here one last time. Making Strides, a Lehigh Valley breast cancer shirt. It's a pre-sale till October 16th. You can get this at PennsylvaniaEast.BigCartel.com. They're $25. Super, super cool. Very bold pink breast cancer shirt. Um, they're awesome. These things are awesome. Uh, again, Pennsylvania East. Pennsylvania, I'm sorry, Pennsylvania Villains East.BigCartel.com. Pennsylvania Villains East.BigCartel.com. Uh, only through this this weekend, so the 16th. So, um, Making Strides, Breast Cancer Shirts, 25 bucks. So grab one of those while you can. And like I said, guys, I know there's other things out there that I did not mention, so I do apologize for that. Again, if you are new to the show, this is Heart of a Villain. I am BP, your host, and I am the, also the captain of the Northern Indiana Bearded Villains. Been doing this for just over two years. Uh, loving life. It's super-duper awesome. If for some reason... This is your first time here. Click that like and subscribe. I know that somebody in here said it was their first time. Click that subscribe thing. You're going to get notified every time we do a video on here. Uh, Right now, the live streams for the podcast will launch every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. 8 p.m. Central. That's a change from, from times past. We're no longer on Fridays. We're on Thursdays. So, all right. Let's get into it now. Let's get into it. Um, real quick, I've got two interviews for you guys tonight. 
One is longer than the first. The, the second one with, with uh, Captain Ron is longer than the first, only because there's a little bit of let's get to know Captain Ron in this interview, in the interview with Captain Ron. Uh, we have spoken with Paul before, and we know his story, and uh, we know he represents, we know how, <laughs> what a cool dude he is. And um, he's going to tell us a little bit in this interview about last year's attempt at the Florida Summit, but also this year. Kind of cool stuff. They've got some really neat stuff planned for everybody that is going to be in attendance. I do apologize. Well, nobody cares about that apology, but I'm sad that I can't be down there. This is the first weekend where there is a major BV event this year that I'm not able to go to. So it feels weird. It feels weird that there's a gathering of BV out there, two actually this week, uh, and I'm not able to go to either one of them. And that's driving me a little bit crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but I got to be here with family. I got birthdays for the boys. Uh, we're sandwiched right in between a week and a half of two different birthdays here at the house. So got to do the family thing, and I understand that. But um, yeah, yeah. But I digress. I still miss the BV time, even though I've had a, so much of it this year, and I've been so lucky to do that. All right, guys, let's get slide in. Uh, this is my interview with Paul talking about the Florida Summit upcoming this weekend down in Florida. This week is the return of the Florida Summit, and today I'm speaking with Paul, the Emerald Coast captain, giving us the lowdown on some of the details for those of you who are going to be able to be lucky enough to be in attendance at the Florida Summit, and just to kind of rub it in the faces of all of us that cannot make it, <laughs> help me welcome Paul. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are y'all doing? Oh, man, I am excited. Uh, we got so much stuff going on in the land of BV right now, um, all over the country, oh, yeah. all over the world, really. And um, it's just it's a really kind of hectic time right now. We got the you got the Florida Summit. And we've got other stuff coming mm-hmm. up almost every week. Uh, you almost don't have an excuse, no matter where you are yeah. in, in the U.S. anyway, for sure. Um, and we've got stuff going on up in Canada. We've got stuff going on over in the U.K. So it's it's a crazy time. It's fun. I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome to see uh, us coming back with, like, a vengeance after last year. You know, it's 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 pretty cool to see. Yeah. Now, just, just to remind everybody, um, did you guys – what was the status of the Florida summit last year for you guys? So last year was the, uh, we were supposed to have the official summit, um, and then COVID happened. Uh, so we kind of did it like an unofficial thing. Um, people that still wanted to come, uh, we welcomed them with open arms. We went out and hung out with them on the beach. Um, we actually went to the spot. We're actually having the, um, main event on Saturday. We went there and, uh, drank them out of bush light, the first night, and then we went back another night, and uh, they loved us. So that was our in there, and um, last year was just a blast. It's like a beach party. So this year, hopefully, it's a little bit bigger, and we do kind of the same thing. We just have it a little bit more laid out and uh, set in stone. Okay. Yeah, I do remember because uh, I remember the, the chat room, was it was everything was unofficial, unofficial, the unofficial yeah. <laughs> labeling of it. Uh, but now back better than ever, the Florida Summit is back full force. Um, and it's going to be a weekend of, uh, just pure awesomeness down where the weather is nice. Uh, have you checked yeah. the weather? Is it supposed to be really cool or is it supposed to be good? What, what's the deal with that? Um, it's going to be, uh, it's beautiful outside. So, uh, sixties at night, eighties in the day, you and it's suck. supposed to cool off uh Saturday night, uh, get a little chilly 
for Florida weather, at least. I was going to say, yeah, chilly. Yeah, that's shorts and T-shirt weather up here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but awesome. Okay, so uh, run us down, if you can, uh, what, what to expect. Anybody that's still – because I'm sure there's somebody out there, and I don't know why – but if you have the wherewithal to possibly make the Florida summit, if you live within a half a day's drive and you're still kind of thinking, should I go? Should I go? Um, wet the whistle of everybody else that's, that's curious right now, if they can possibly think about why, why they should go, what's the plan for the weekend? So um, it's in Pensacola, Florida. If anybody wants to make the trip down um, Friday night, we have a bar in town uh, that's let us rent their outside space and we'll have uh, free food that's uh, open to donations. Uh, guys coming out cooking us food um, out of the kindness of his heart. And anything that gets past the um, what he has spent in food costs goes to the charity of uh, the weekend, which is a Gulf Coast Kids House. Um, so Friday night we have the bar as a meet and greet. And uh, we'll have a good time there. We have a free shell service for anybody that stays on the beach, um, to the beach, from the beach to the venue, and then from the venue back to the beach at night. Um, if you miss that shuttle, you have to, uh, find a way home yourself. So make sure you make the shuttle. If you, uh, get too drunk and don't feel like sleeping in the street, uh, <laughs> it's a Saturday morning. Uh, we have a beach cleanup at nine 30. We're going to meet up at the main uh, beach and walk up and down and pick up trash and, uh, just clean up our community. Um, let's get our face out there and have a good time. Um, it's on the beach so you can't have a bad time. Uh, we have a little break, and then we'll have a um, big flag shoot by the uh, pier. And then we have another break, so we can all hang out on the beach and get ready for the main event that night. And then I think registration starts at 4.30. And then the meet starts at 6 at the Sand Shaker on the beach. And it's going to be a good time. We have a live band coming on after the beard comp. And it's going to be a great time, and I wish everybody that wants to come is able to come. And I can't wait to see everybody, and it's going to be a good time. Yeah, well, everybody that wants to come is not going to be able to come because I want to come. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> and, and what's killing me is is that um, this is actually going to be the first of the sizable events of the year um, that are here in the United States that I'm not able to make. Um, yeah. other, other than the West Coast meet that it was in Denver that I, mm. I couldn't make because I happened to be at Knox Villains the same weekend. But uh, it, it's killing me. It's killing me. I hate the fact that there's going to be an event going on, and I'm, I'm not at it. Uh, yeah. So how dare you guys well, have an event without me? <laughs> I know, but to be fair to you, we didn't, we, we didn't really uh, promote as much as we should. But it's, um, it's more for the Florida guys. Everybody's known about it since what two years ago that we were going to put it on. And then last year was what it was and we kept on to it and stuck to our plans and we're going to do it this year and we're going to do it as best as we can. And we're going to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that it's the Florida for the Florida guys, but I kind of, I kind of laugh a little bit because as I, you know, as you know, one of the things I like to do here is promote all the different events that are going on so that, you know, during my little calendar of events phase, but yeah. It took it took me up until about a week and a half ago to actually find the details other than the dates. Yeah. And I just used that to la I used to laugh because I was like they're not wanting to, they're not letting anybody outside of Florida know what the details <laughs> of this thing are because I don't think they want anybody outside of Florida. They're just they're, they're making their own little thing there. So Well, you know, the the state of events that are, the way they are um plans kind of didn't fall into place until later um so the planning wasn't really set so i didn't want to push out bad information 
and um, have people get their hopes up or um, something happen on our end where we couldn't do it. Um, so I waited till we had everything really set in stone and everything in writing to where it was going to happen before I put out the itinerary and made the flyers and uh, committed. Yeah. So I, I totally I get apologize. It. No, I totally get it. I mean, especially <laughs> after last year, you know, because uh, you had yeah. the plan in, plan in place and then you had to pivot and call it the unofficial and everything else. But I, I just exactly. kind of laughed about it because – Every week I'd get to that point in the in in the show in the podcast I'd be like, "Hey, NK, and uh, the weekend is the Florida Summit. I got nothing for you, folks. Uh, I just know that I think I think that that's the date." And uh, it wasn't until last week that I said, "Well, I think I might have a little bit of details finally." But yeah. uh, but anyway, at least everybody we can point them in the direction and know that yes. it's this this upcoming weekend and it's uh, it's in Pensacola. Yeah. Uh, and if you make it to Pensacola and get in touch with me, we'll. We'll get you taken care of. <laughs> they they will give you the secret handshake and show you the give you the red door access key code and you can find your way there. Yeah, um, yeah come the on down to the jewel of Lower Alabama. There it is. <laughs> is that is that the passphrase? <laughs> um, no. Tell me, uh, I, I think one of the cool things that you guys do with the Florida Summit, and I remember last year. Uh, when you guys, when we were, when there was preparations for it before it was unofficially canceled, officially, you know, it was still going to go on though, was the idea that you wanted to give back to the community directly and do actually a beach cleanup. And I thought that that was such a cool yeah. thing because I love it when you bring people into town for an event and you're still able to find a way to tangibly, not just give back financially or, or monetarily in some way yeah. to a, to an organization, um, obviously for the events that that's for the weekend, but to find a way to do something locally. Um, I think that's a really, yeah. really cool, uh, really cool idea that you're going to do that. And um, it's, it's, it's just a really cool way to give back. Yeah. The, um, in the city I live in Pensacola, it's a, um, it's a military town and it's a beach town. So beautifying the beach is rejuvenating a community. And, uh, even like small tasks in a small little area, cleaning up and helping out the, um, the people that actually work out there and just doing your part as a citizen to clean up and make sure your area is nice and you want people to come there and spend their money and enjoy it and then maybe move down here eventually and add to the economy and grow the city. That's, uh, that's really the goal, I think, of any of the chapters that want to give back to their the place where they live because I mean, they enjoy living there and they want to make it better for themselves and their kids and their families and stuff like that. So um, I figured anything tangible that we can do out of the kindness of our hearts and supply and uh, why not do it? Yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, just make sure, do what you can anyway. I, yeah. There's, there's, there is the, uh, there's the inevitable appearance of it looking like, there's a whole bunch of inmates on the beach doing, yeah. doing their <laughs> doing their required uh, annual yeah, we, cleanup. Um, so you kind of yeah, do, what you, do what you can to make it look less like that. But I still want to see exactly. photos. Oh yeah, there'll be you know you know how the meets go. There'll be plenty of those. Okay, good. I wanna, uh, yeah, I want to see a lot of good videos and uh, and photos of that because just even if somebody can secretly like like just kind of stand back on a little sand dune and, and just get a panoramic video shot of the guys cleaning up the beach and then find the, find the local, 
find the, the one or two people that are there just trying to enjoy their day at the beach, and they're thinking that they're just surrounded by inmates all of a sudden. <laughs> just to Welcome see their faces. Cola, hey. Yeah. <laughs> He's just awesome. Um, yeah. If only you could just, uh, you know, somehow outfit everybody in, like, the 1920s prison shirts that yeah the stripes <laughs> the stripes that nobody uses anymore but you know except for comic books um that'd be a good time well just to, just to touch on it i know we did off air a little bit um you guys are raising money for the the proceeds of this event uh event weekend are going to a really cool cause can you just touch back on that again um just so people can be aware of what that's about yeah it's called the gulf coast kids house they help um kids that are in uh, abusive homes um, find um, fosters that are uh, better suited for them, get them out of the dangerous places they're living and uh, helps homeless children um, find stable housing and uh, takes people in, gives them food and shelter and uh, keeps them safe. And uh, anything to help kids, uh, I'll be diving right into it. And uh, we'll have a representative there at the Beard Comp and she's going to give a presentation on what they actually do in a little more detail than I have. And uh, we're really excited to partner with them and uh, help them out in any way possible. And I'm, I'm really excited. Um, one of our guys um, spoke up on it and actually made it a reality, uh, got in touch and made it happen. And um, we couldn't do what we do without all of our uh, effort and teamwork. And I'm really excited that we were able to do it. And we have a solid group of guys that put in the work and uh, made it all happen for us. And, yeah. uh, yeah. It's awesome. Oh, it's, you know, kids, man, it's, yeah, I mean, it tears at you, but, uh, mm. anytime, anytime we can do what we can for kids, it's, it's just one of those, you, you just, why not? You know? Yeah, exactly. If not, if not me, who? So I wish I could be down there, man, with you, uh, hanging out, but yeah. I look forward to the pictures. And, uh, I know you said that on the off chance that, People's wallets run dry, and you still have mm. uh, patches and shirts available from the weekend. Those are going to go back up on your on the website sometime. Uh, go online for sale if you have any available after the weekend, right? Well, we'll we'll um, do inventory. We'll offer it um, on the open market for a certain amount of time, and if it doesn't have any bites, or if we just want to donate them, we're going to donate them. Okay, because um, they're already we we purchased it with our uh, with our own money and. Uh, why not give back a little more if we can? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Perfect. All right, Paul, I appreciate you taking a few minutes out with me. Um, I know you're still doing some last minute prep here, getting ready for the weekend and then you can kind of decompress and relax after the weekend's over and wait till the next big event comes around. But um, exactly. it's, it's, it's been something you've kind of been, been planning now for a couple of years and you had a little yeah. bit of a taste of it last year, but you know, it's going to be bigger and better this year. So uh, good Most luck. Definitely. Good luck, um, and I like I said, I can't, see, can't wait to see all the photos and videos, man. I mean, I wish you were coming, and uh, I'll be sending everything your way. I'll, I'll I'll call you. There we go. We'll, meet, we'll do a live or something. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good, buddy. All right, all right I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Peace. Right. Yep. All right. So a little update with Paul talking about the Florida Summit, and uh, I'm still not convinced that they got some secret fa- secret passphrase or something going on there uh i'll have to reach out to some people that attended the meet afterwards maybe somebody will tell me the real truth uh after the fact but yeah it looks like it's gonna be an awesome time and as i said in the interview and, and i i mentioned it last year too when they were doing the unofficial 
version of the Florida summit that I, I really liked is there's a cool aspect of it where they're actually going to be going out on the beach and being able to do a, a little bit of a cleanup. So helping out the community, beautifying the, the, the area, getting out in the, getting out in the, you know, in the, uh, on the beach to enjoy some of the weather, but just actually, once again, we love those chances where we're able to get out there and get our feet on the ground and, and do some good, uh, physically. So, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Wish I could be there, but uh, I know it's going to be a blast for everybody that's going to be down there for the Florida Summit. So thank you again, Paul, for taking some few minutes with me to update everybody on the Florida Summit. Now, we are going to uh, flow right into the next phase. Now, uh, this weekend up in Montreal, there's going to be an event that they've been waiting to do for a couple of years. Um, and it's a funny story how it, how it originated um, basically off of some people. It almost sounds like a dare. And he, if you listen to uh, Ron's ex- explanation a little bit, you'll pay attention and you'll, you'll hear when he starts talking about the origin of how this, this poutine fest started up. Uh, it's kind of a neat story about how that happened. Um, he is, he is one hell of a really cool dude that himself, I mean, he has talk about a weird, uh, weird life that has just gone all over the place and um, led him down all sorts of different roads. And he seems to be one of these jack of all trades kind of guys. Boy, I'm telling you what, with the with the beard this guy has, <laughs> with Ron has, he could he could very well be uh, a candidate for most interesting man in uh, in the world. I don't know if they, if we ever bring that back up, he might he might be able to. Uh, be a candidate for that. I know we have several around the world that would fit that profile, but with everything he's done, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy listening to when I hear somebody that's traveled and done as much as he has, it makes me feel like I want to turn, turn my head and kind of hide in a corner and wonder what I did with my life times. But, um, yeah. So here is my interview with Ron, the captain of the Montreal bearded villains talking about poutine fest and, a little bit of get to know him and see see uh, what life is like through his lens. I have a guest this week who I have not spoken with before, but he has a really really cool story and a very very interesting event coming up this week. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to Ron from Bearded Villains Montreal. Ron, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. You are a unique dude, man. Um, <laughs> we're talking off air, but yet I, I, I've I've looked online and and it, like I said, I was trying to decipher your your history a little bit, and you can't really do it without talking to the man. Um, so, if for for those of you for those that don't know you um, in BV circles and whatnot, can you give us a little bit of a rundown? I know you right now. You currently sit as the captain for Montreal. Mm-hmm. But how how did that? Let's just take us back. I mean, your your beard journey. I guess we could maybe that would be a a good way to start because what a one hell of a magnificent beard you have, right. and we'll get into that too because there's there's a part of that for this weekend that's going to come into play, I believe too. Yeah. But um, can you just start? You know, where where did how did you find BV? And um, obviously, you didn't always have the beard uh, because a little bit of your background, but. Um, well, where does it all start? Well, I, I did always have it. Once I once I got out of the military, I was in the U.S. Navy. Uh, I, I'll just go back a couple years before that. I was uh, 
I was born in Oban, Scotland. My father was NATO, uh, British military. Uh, I moved to Germany, spent uh, all of my time from the age of two till 18 in, in Germany. Um, and then I moved to the U.S. to go to university. I did ROTC, was in uh, college and got activated uh, during Kuwait and then Afghanistan and Iraq and all that stuff. And it just kept tumbling and I was uh, activated for quite a while. Um, I got hurt in the military and so on. I finished school. Um, once I got out of the military, uh, in the U.S. Navy, unlike most of the militaries in the rest of the world, we were uh, not allowed to have beards, only a mustache. So um, I'm quite the, uh, quite the hirsuti dude. Um, so I had just decided out there, I always, I always wanted a beard and I used to sometimes have to shave, shave twice a day when I was uh, in the military. So I decided once I got out that I was never going to shave again, I was going to have a beard. So, uh, going through the, uh, mid nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, I kind of grew it out. I, at that time I was, um, back a little bit. Um, I, my mother was a hairdresser and, uh, was an instructor and was a much older, uh, lady when she had me. And uh, talked me into while I was in um, in high school, we're going to school part time to learn barbering and uh, how to do hair and stuff. And said it would always be something I could fall back on. So, anyways, on that, um, once I got out of the military, um, I finished university. I uh, one of my degrees is in computer science, so I got into IT and I uh, worked my way up. I worked for company called uh, Metro Information Services, and I worked for a healthcare company as their VP of IT. Then I worked for uh, GE, uh, director of, um, of IT. Then I worked for uh, New York Times. I was their uh, executive director and senior vice president of their shared services center in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, for all their properties. And uh, on the side, I had owned a couple barbershops and stuff and played in them on the weekends and was partners in a few of them. And uh, I just really enjoyed it. And at that point, I didn't have a, a big beard. I had a beard uh, and I had no tattoos. So I'm not much on, I'm not much on, um, you know, follow the leader type of uh, thing in the corporate uh, office cubicle, looking a certain way, acting a certain way, parting hair on the side kind of drove me crazy in the, the office politics and the corporate politics. So I had just kind of had enough. And uh, believe it or not, I, uh, I cashed out my 401k, my retirement and uh, Proceeded over the next 20 years to open up a whole chain of salons and schools and barbershops and spas. So I did that. So anyways, um, I ended up once I got into my own and I was able to do whatever I wanted and I ran my own company. I, uh, I grew up my beard and added tattoos and now I'm pretty much, uh, you know, covered in tattoos. And, and the, <laughs> the, beard, the beard has up and down over the years, depending upon who I was around, who I was with, who liked it, who didn't like it, who I was, you know, whatever. Um, but I've always had a beard. So um, skip forward. I was married for 22 years. Um, ended in a divorce and uh, ended in my uh, my company and such. Uh, you know, as divorces happen, you split up assets and stuff. So I went through a pretty painful divorce. I was dating somebody long distance in um, during my very long divorce uh, in Montreal, Quebec, uh, Canada. And after the divorce happened, um, I had a series of a uh, couple bad things happened um, during the, uh, without getting into a bunch of detail, I uh, found out that my best friend and my uh, my CFO, who worked for me for 20 years, um, had been embezzling. He went to jail um, at the same time, and this is during my, my divorce. Then at the oh, same time, uh, my only child and my only daughter, who I raised and had sole custody of since she was seven years old, who also worked for me, uh, died unexpectedly from leukemia during my divorce. So... Um, that so at that point, uh, all of this happened within about a one year time frame. So, I was dating somebody long distance. I have nobody in the U.S. Um, 
I was alone and just, um, I had nothing left. So it was either go back to the UK or, um, you know, come to Canada. So there was a, a bit of an ultimatum and I've been dating somebody long distance and, uh, for quite a while and, uh, was in love. So, um, I said, why not Canada? I've moved around the world many times. So why not Canada? So I moved to Canada and, uh, was here. So I've been here for eight years, uh, nine years. And, um, I opened up another barbershop and then I opened up a couple other small businesses, started to grow out my beard quite long. Um, I got noticed by a photographer and a scout and stuff like that. And I did some modeling and some commercials and stuff like that and got uh, around the uh, city and stuff and some magazines and stores. And I soon found out that, um, the reason I was getting my bookings without being said, uh, so, uh, so forwardly was that about my beard. So I made a mistake with a very large company that I had a regular contract with to cut my beard off pretty short down to, you know, four or five, six centimeters. Mm. And I didn't get my contract renewed that year. So it was, it was a pretty lucrative one. So I, I screwed it up. And, uh, so at that point I decided to grow it back out. It's kind of my thing. That's what people know me as. <laughs> so, um, at that point I met somebody from the UK that was moving here, that was here visiting and that was moving here, that was dating somebody. Um, and that was new into BV. Uh, he soon over the, over his, uh, um, his time that he was, uh, getting through his own personal stuff over in the UK and, and moving here and, and situating himself and settling here, him and I became very close and became, uh, best friends, uh, together all the time. Um, basically you picked him up in the airport. I knew about BB, but at that point I was, uh, I was not much interested. I had already done, um, I wasn't sure, wasn't real clear from the way that he had, uh, introduced it. Uh, of anything more than kind of an, an online social, like the beard struggle or one of those things. And I, sure. I had enough, of, I had enough of that stuff on social media and right. repping, repping people's products and crap like that. So I just wasn't really interested. Um, met some other BV guys, uh, around Toronto. I could name off a whole bunch of people that I had met and, um, kind of convinced me that it really wasn't that. And, uh, and I'm also a Mason. So I, it was, I, I like that type of stuff. I was also in a college fraternity, so I, I like the whole idea of structure and I like the, the goodwill thing. I like the open-mindedness, changing ideas, and uh, it's, it's a huge thing for me. Um, so it, it fit. So him and I uh, worked together and uh, Montreal had a chapter uh, that started back in 2014. It went dark over uh, personal struggles and uh, issues within the chapter and it went dark. Uh, had been dark for about three or four years. It only lasted a year or so. Oh, wow. Um, so Jason and I picked it back up, um, got it going. I joined in uh, beginning 2017. Um, we got the chapter going after we got our five, um, probably about the beginning, I think it was beginning of 2018. Um, there was a, without, uh, uh, again, it's a, uh, it's a long story, but uh, there was a, a personality uh, leadership uh, issue within the, the organization and uh Jason left the chapter. I was co-captain uh, because he'd introduced me into BV. Um, we had decided that he would be captain. I would be co-captain. Right. So um, he left the organization and uh, I took over and I've been captain now for what? Three and a half years. So um, we've grown from the initial five to about 25 and, uh, and we're quite active. So I, th I think we're actually the largest chapter in, in Canada. I would, I think maybe. Maritimes is up there, but not sure about, you know, active and inactive members and such like that. But 
They're yeah. pretty well, pretty active. You've so seen, here I you've seen, let me just uh, cut in real quick, just, just a second, but because in that time uh, that you've been, uh, that you basically helped to regrow, I mean, rebirth really the Montreal chapter, you've seen, I mean, just think about that for a second. You've seen not just growth, but all the things that you've seen and you now, now coming through a pandemic and, I mean, the different events that you started back up and now coming back again this year, um, that's that's one hell of a a jaunt there for, for the BV Montreal chapter, just since yeah. you've been a part of it. For sure, for sure, yeah. It, um, you know, <clears throat> just like uh, other chapters and stuff like that that have these issues, um, you know, when a chapter goes dark, they lose their seal, you know, there are people sitting out there that – that feel a certain way, have a certain opinion and stuff like that, but it's all based upon previous experiences and stuff. So it was, again, a lot of people knew about BB around here, but it was, uh, again, basically what our focus should be as BB anyways. And that was to change minds and make sure it was a positive, uh, yeah. it's a positive thing. So that, that, that in itself was a, was an issue yeah. and kind of a change. Great. All right. So then moving on then, uh, where, where I interrupted you, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. So it's on. No, um, so you, I, I just think it's interesting that you're, uh, you were, you, you knew about BV, you helped, you know, rebirth it because in the short time, you, Montreal was actually one of the, one of the, probably just a very, very few chapters that started up and then, like you said, went dark so quickly um, yeah. in the, in the realm of BV. Now we've seen a few others now with BV being seven years old. Uh, that have done the same, but the fact that it went went dark so quickly, um, and well, then now you guys have become so. It, it seems like every few weeks to every every month or so, I'm seeing some post about uh, something kind of cool that Montreal's doing. So, um, I, I kudos to you for 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 doing all that. But um, oh no, no, it's not me. What, it's, it's the guys. No, 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 no I know that. I'm, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty candid about this. Anybody that talks to me about this, I have a pretty big opinion about um, even the political agenda and uh, the politics that, that happen in any organization. BB's not, you know, uh, exclusive to that um, or not excluded from that. Um, you know, it, at least in my own organization, my own chapter and stuff like that, I see other chapters and through all these years and stuff being associated with so many different ones and knowing so many different people and such that, a lot of times, unfortunately, whether it's in a, a, a paycheck type of an organization or a volunteer uh, charity or charitable nonprofit like we, we are in, um, unfortunately, people are put into the wrong positions. Um, they're put there based upon friendships, um, based upon OG status, how long they've been around. They deserve it because they, they know the most. They've been around the most. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're right for that position, uh, especially when BB like us, um, it, it's a second job, or in some cases, it's a third job, especially once you get into a leadership position or an elected position or a, uh, an officer position. Really? Um, it's, it's availability. It's not necessarily um, how much you know and how long you've been in. Well, it, for sure, it's not. Um, you have to have the time, um, as we've seen in uh, the upper echelons of, of BB, as well as other uh, parts of BB, we can all uh, have experience with this, that if you don't have the time, things slow down. They don't progress. They don't stay uh, positive. So it's a huge sacrifice. So <clears throat> I, I, you know, in, in our chapter, as well as many, many, many other chapters, majority of chapters, usually the initial people that are in roles 
in a uh, in a chapter are usually not the best fit. It's just the way it is. Um, once once it becomes apparent what the job entails, what's expected, especially especially if you want it to be a successful organization and, and truly help people and, and uh, help the community and stuff like that, it, it's a lot of work. And uh, most people don't have the time for it, and, and it's all legitimate. You know, they have families, they have second jobs, they have children, uh, illnesses, all of those things. But it's difficult in this organization to get people mature enough to either not accept the role or to step down when they're unable to meet the expectations and stuff. So that's where emotions get involved, and that's where all of the the challenges and the fighting and the bickering and all that happens. And what's nice is, in I can honestly say, in my chapter, we have zero of that. Zero. It's refreshing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. you see it in other chapters. Uh, we're we're in a very unique situation as well, uh, being that we're only a year old. My, my chapter now, um, right. and we we kind of started out having examples set before us, obviously from the the chapter that we grew from. Yeah. Um, but you you see things and you you recognize right from the outset, and th- that's one of the things that we made sure we did as well was that we said that you know, it's, we're putting egos aside and it's what's best for the club and anybody that, that is going to become, you know, one of the initial leaders of this, uh, of this group is not necessarily going to be there a year or two down the road if that's not what's best for the club. Uh, because you just, it's one of those things like, and you can, you could vouch for that too. You don't know until you know, yeah. and oh, you, sure. you don't realize, and it's easy to say, I want to be in this position, this leadership position within the organization until you realize all that is entailed in that. And so many captains you hear always say, careful with what you wish for. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it all depends upon your, uh, I guess what your focus, what your, what you want to get out of it. It's exactly what you said. Do you want your organization? I can only speak from, from my role. I pretty much, even during uh, at the very beginning, I pretty much have led the chapter. And so I've always wanted it to grow. I always really wanted it to, to make a, a significant uh, impact to the community. I wanted people to know of us. I wanted to, and, and not, I'm not, not talking BB. I'm just talking about us. I, yes. I don't, I don't know how much you're in those chats and stuff, but I, I talk very little in the, in the global <laughs> chats. I don't have much to do. I, I kind of keep to my chapter. I don't like being involved in, in all of that stuff. I, I love my guys. I love my chapter. I'm here to make a difference in my city and uh, in my community. This is where I'm here to make a difference. All of that other stuff is extraneous and really is not, and it, it pulls you down and um, takes away from the, the energy of the chapter and stuff like that. So I have found years ago it's best to, to focus on us. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, in that, in that, we could have stayed, you know, 5, 10, 15 people. We could have only taken on one or two charities a year. Um, but that's not where I wanted to go, and that's not what I wanted to do. And I'm blessed, and this is probably the uh, – this is the only reason that I'm captain, I'm sure – is because all of my businesses I I do on my own. I do for my home. I do uh, I you know in and out of the office. I do on my own. I set my own time. I I pretty much schedule everything around BB. And all of my guys know that BB comes first. Everything that I do. Mm-hmm. So not many people can do that. No. And that's and, and the guys that support me in this role um, definitely um, have put BB as a priority. Also, so it, it's nice. It's nice that we all feel that way. And everybody is also very, very clear and, and mature enough, like you said, we were talking about a, a minute ago, is that if at a time, whether it's illness or because of a second job, you know, we have somebody that just started a new company and stuff like that, they may have to step down. It, there's no ego. There's no ego whatsoever. 
uh, you know, I, I, I tell my guys all the time, I'm not, I'm not chasing you to be involved. I'm not chasing you to do your job. If there's a point where I need to chase you to do the job, then it's time to step down and let somebody else step in. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's very well said because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a very si- similar situation to what you're in, uh, in that I have the time and, yep. um, I being that I'm a stay at home dad and, uh, now my daughter's back in school most of the day, I have this huge block of time where, okay, I've got my, my honeydew list, you know, I've got my Mr. Mom list that I get done during the day and, uh, yeah. stuff around the house and get we'll clean. Yeah, we'll both do that. <laughs> but, but you know, it's, it's, it's funny because this, I'm, it's unique to me because this is all I've known as a captain and there's guys out there that work 18 hours a day and they're still a captain as well. And yeah. to realize how much more they have to probably rely on the other, the other structure members of their, of their chapter. It's very easy for me to just say, I'll take care of it because I have the time. And, um, it's, I take pride in that. And it's one of the things that I'm very fortunate. My wife is extremely understanding. Um, and so when I took on this role, I told my wife, you know, I said, uh, me and Ed, who is my co-captain, I said, we, we said from the outset, we're going to be the, the, uh, we're going to be the faces of the chapter in the, in the realm of going out to other chapters and going to their other events. So this is going to take some time away from, you seeing me and, you know, ultimately some weekends away from the family because I need to yeah. be out there and a representative of, you know, BV to other chapters as well. And she's been very, very uh, accepting of that and, and very happy with uh, be, letting me be a part of that. So I'm very fortunate. I know that, <laughs> but it's not that, always the case. That's the, uh, that's the other thing I think is difficult for people to understand is that, you know, we, your chapter doesn't thrive without the support of your, 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 uh, chapters around you. It's your neighbors that support you. It, it's certainly not, you know, especially us being in Quebec. It may be a little bit of New England that comes to our, some of our events and stuff like that. It's not Europe. It's not South America. It's not the majority of, of the U.S. or anything like that that's coming to any of our events. So it's kind of expected, especially as the captain, to make sure that you and or some reps or uh, a significant uh, representation from your chapter go to your neighboring events. Because if you don't go to theirs, they don't come to yours. You don't support them. They don't support you. You definitely in this in this type of organization, you cannot be alone. No, you you have to. So you you have to take the time when you when you commit to something like this. I think it takes a long time for people to truly understand through trial and error um, that it's a lot of time. It's not just it's not just your meetings and your your drinks and your hangouts and stuff like that. It's planning a lot of socials. It's planning a lot of uh, events to get your name out there and your face out there and stuff like that and. You have to do it. You don't have a choice. Well, to that end, uh, that's the perfect lead in here um, <laughs> because you have an event coming up this weekend uh, that had to be scrapped, obviously plans for in the pandemic yeah. year, uh, but coming back bigger, better, better than ever. And uh, I, it's funny because, as you probably know, I have my calendar of events that I go through every episode of the podcast. And when this came around, you know, I would mention it, but then I saw the, the actual, your itinerary for the weekend that you guys put out. And I thought, oh my gosh, this thing. And it took me like five minutes to read everything that you guys have going on and all the little tidbits of different things going on for the weekend. But um, it's so cool because you guys have really put some effort in and the, you, there's just, I mean, all sorts of stuff going on. So 
for the for the people that are uneducated, first of all, um, because I had to ask, I had to ask some of my other Canadian brothers up there. Um, what is poutine? Yes. <laughs> Can you explain that to anybody that doesn't know? All right. So I, I kind of had the same thing. So when I first moved to Canada, I, I came here and somebody had uh, introduced me and said, hey, do you want, let's do poutine tonight. And I was like, what? Well, what is that? <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, oh, you're American. You'll love it. Uh, it's French fries. It's gravy and cheese. Wow. Count me in. So, um, so Quebec likes to uh, likes to take credit that they, um, I guess, hundreds of years ago um, created it and uh, the the originator. But it's a big thing throughout Canada, especially on the east coast, uh, with Ontario and a few of the other uh, provinces up north. There's always a bit of a competition about who has the best one. There's variances, just like barbecue in the south in the U.S. versus barbecue in the north and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, the basic one is a usually a home uh, a home French fry, handmade homemade French fry a brown gravy, and uh, this cheese, nicknamed squeaky cheese because it squeaks in your mouth when you eat it, um, Or, but it's called cheese curds. I don't know what it, I, I don't know, but it's good. It's very good. Um, there's lots of variations. People add pepperoni and add sausages and peppers, and, you know, you can get different sauces, and you can, every single restaurant, including our McDonald's, um, here in Quebec, uh, serve poutine. Every restaurant. It's a staple in every restaurant. Wow. Uh, you can get Italian poutine. You can get Mexican poutine. You you name it. There's, anyway, there's a thousand of them. So, us, uh, almost four years ago, um, got together with a couple chapters, and we happened to go to, we have a restaurant here called Poutineville, and it's a well-known, all that's on their menu is poutine. You can, uh, you can order a special poutine with literally a couple hundred different things and choose what you want on it and all your variations and your, your likes, or you can choose some, uh, some plain ones and some, some canned menu items and stuff like that. So while we were all sitting there under maybe a possible few beers or two, uh, we all decided, you know what, wouldn't it be cool to have a contest who could eat the most of this? Cause there's not many people I've ever met that isn't in love with poutine. Once you eat it, it's just, you know, it's, it's crazy. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, Can I call time out for just a second? So the, it, 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 the, it's not a, it's not a competition of like a barbecue competition, which is like where who's taste best. This is this is who oh, eats no. the most. Oh no! So let me tell you. So that same <laughs> time we hadn't ordered yet, so we decided there was a twenty pound. Uh, you can order a twenty pound uh, poutine. Twenty pounds. That's a huge. It's a it's a mass. It's even bigger than that. I mean, it's twenty pounds, and it's you know, nothing but fries, gravy, and cheese. Oh my gosh! So, what we did was we ordered a couple of them. I think who was with us? I'm not sure. It was uh, To and maybe uh, OSW or uh, maybe Bytown. I'm not sure. But um, anyways, we had a contest, so <laughs> we ate through it, and uh, we won. Montreal won. <laughs> and uh, so we made that our official first year and we did some uh, some cool certificates and, you know, sent out, you know, the winners type of thing. So we decided the second year, everybody was blown away and loved it and had a great time. So we decided to make it an official event. So we have a huge, uh, massive, I don't know, two, three foot tall um, trophy with a poutine on the top. And uh, we made it into a weekend event. Uh, and that's the, the the main piece of it. And Two years ago, right before COVID, um, not quite two years, I guess two years ago, um, we had uh, four or five chapters that competed. 
And uh, Bytown uh, <laughs> beat us by three seconds. Oh, my gosh. Three seconds, yes. So that's been difficult because the the way our neighboring chapters treat this is that trophy has become like the tra- the traveling gnome. They take it in all their photos. They take it places, bragging rights. It's constant shit-talking, you know, uh, that type of thing. And this so has it's lasted about our- two years. Oh, God. And, yeah, and they got to keep it another year. Yeah. So. It is, it's a, it's a pretty sensitive thing to talk about right now about us trying to get it back. So anyways, so that's the main event. The, the first night we do a, a big long meet and greet at one of our favorite pubs here uh, on the water. The event is on the water. It's on a, what's called Lachine Canal, um, a, a beautiful waterfront. Um, we have a, a lighthouse. Um, it's really, really nice. So we, uh, that, that Friday night we have a meet and greet. And then on Saturday, uh, in the afternoon, early afternoon, I think about 11 o'clock, we have a professional photographer that comes out and takes, um, formal photos, uh, flag photos, individual photos, uh, chapter photos. We like to, um, give away photos as kind of a present to the, to the chapters, um, afterwards and such. So we do about two or three hours of photos. Then, um, then we have a little bit of free time. Um, then about, Two or three o'clock, we start raffles and auctions and stuff like that. Um, we we have two main charities. Uh, for the last few years, it was La Mer Noël, uh, which is French for a uh, it's an organization here in Montreal in the uh, the borough of Verdun. It's for um, underprivileged children that wouldn't normally get Christmas presents for Christmas. So we have partnered with them for the last three years. We even did it during COVID. Um, we sold patches and t-shirts and also went out and, uh, raised funds a few other ways. And basically based upon how much money we raise, they give us a list of children, male or female, plus, plus their age, plus what their wish is, uh, for a Christmas present from Santa. So we go out with that list and we go to Toys R Us and Walmart and all the different places. And we spend the whole day doing nothing but shopping for Christmas presents for these children. Wow. So um, this the second charity. So that's that's the main charity. Then the second charity. Um, uh, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, we'll go back a little bit. A few years during COVID, um, when when my daughter first passed away, um, when I came to um, to Canada, Montreal is building a brand new uh, hospital, beautiful, state of the art, huge thing up on the mountain that you could see, incredible. And uh, I inquired about doing a donation because they they were uh, raising funds also for wings of certain parts of the hospital. And one of them was the blood cancer leukemia wing. And um, I wanted to get a uh, what was called a forever brick uh, of my daughter and her name uh, built uh, in that hallway. I didn't have the money at the time on what it took. And I was trying to I was trying to raise money and I just couldn't get there. And by the time um, I asked again, it was already done and the hospital was done and there wasn't any available. So. My, um, my, my brothers, without me knowing during COVID, we had a, uh, I had a, uh, I think it was when we first locked down, it, it might've been because I was a lot of few people over a few of us were sitting and we had a general, our general meeting. And I had a couple of few guys in my living room and we did our meeting and our, I mean, obviously I talk forever. Our meetings take forever, take hours. <laughs> so after a few hours of talking and discussing issues and challenges and, you know, trying to get positive vibes and laughter and stuff going, um, I, I went to end it. My co-captain jumps up and says to me, um, no, 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 it's not over yet. And in so many words tells us that um, without me knowing um, a, a few guys from other chapters, as well as my guys, as well as countless, probably hundreds around the world, decided to do an auction in uh, my daughter's honor to raise the needed funds for a significant, um, almost a $5,000 um, 
donation to the Leukemia oh. Foundation of Canada in my daughter's name. So we, uh, they did that. So they uh, people didn't even buy. People just gave money. Uh, you know, and this is what uh, this is what BB. You know, I've had my doubts over the years, and it's a lot of work. And I've I've had my own times where I've I've wondered where I'm going or how much longer I'm going to go, type of thing. But these types of things are what changes the world. And I see that for 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 me, thousands of these guys who only see me on Instagram or certainly don't know me, um, and, and I, I we see this all the time in, in the chats. I'm sure you do. To to give money, especially during COVID, which people yeah. didn't have, for for what to help out. A, a young girl that died, you know, early, and it really isn't helping her. It was just, it was just a remembrance. It, it was for me. It was for yeah. me. It was for me just to somehow put somewhere on a wall that my daughter will be remembered. And people cared about that. Um, so without getting all emotional about that, um, to, to current day. So I found out that the Leukemia Foundation was considerably about 30% underfunded uh, because of COVID and uh, we're not meeting their goals and such. So I decided that um, I myself was going to do something. Um, I, I don't, I don't know um, if you've ever noticed. I'm sure you're not, but every year or so, I cut off about half of my beard, anyways, just because it gets too much. So right. this year, I decided to go longer and let it grow even longer. And uh, for myself, I am going to uh, do an auction and a, have a bidding to cut off my beard um, for leukemia in my daughter's name again. And um, at the end of the night, uh, with the foundation going to be there also, I'll donate the funds again to the Leukemia Foundation, and we're going to uh, we're going to raise lanterns and let lanterns and uh, and stuff for my daughter at the at the very end of the evening. And in between there, um, we have a beard competition, and like I said, we have eating, we have food trucks on the water, um, dancing, you know, that type of stuff. So, and you know, and, and the other thing, you know, uh, we have we have some really cool things that are happening. I don't, I'm not sure if you know, but I think I may be the only chapter in the world that may have this, but our deputy mayor is uh, one of my best buddies and uh, deputy mayor of, of Montreal. And he's also a, um, an MP. He's in our chapter. He's a, he's a bearded villain. Um, he has supported us for years and he just decided he didn't want to be an honorary anymore. He wanted to be a villain. So, you know, he's going to be there bring some of his constituents. We have the president of the St. Andrews society coming. We have uh a, a bunch of really, it's going to be a great, great weekend. So hopefully we'll raise, raise some really good funds for uh, Lamar Noel, the children and for, uh, for the leukemia foundation and try to get them on track. Yeah, you are unique. Um, I've noticed that I saw you, you start posting about him. I think it was about a year ago. The first yeah, yeah. time I remember seeing the post about him and saying, well, yeah, we're, you know, our, our, uh, our politicians are cooler than yours or something like that. <laughs> it was, I was like, yeah, man, that's, you don't see that. You don't, you don't, everybody's always worried about image and, um, I know here in the States, you, there's this kind there's, it's weird because there is a, there's a weird connotation about, uh, beards and, um, deceptiveness, I guess, in the political world. You don't see politicians anywhere, uh, that hold any kind of political office that's elected. That, you know, you've seen him. You've seen him. He's like me. That, that's, yeah. that's a, that's it looks another, like he could be your brother, literally. Well, that's a two minute story. So that is that literally, that's how we met. Um, we, he skateboards, I skateboard. He's well-known for skateboard and graffiti. In his day, he was a big graffiti artist, well-known around the world, um, got into politics, um, became quite big in politics and stuff like that. So when I moved here, I literally was going to restaurants, and, and his name is Sterling. And uh, people would tap me on the shoulder or yell across the room, Sterling, Sterling. And I, and, I, 
And I'd be like, what, what? And, you know, they would hit me and, oh, sorry that you're not Sterling type of thing. And this went on for a few years until I figured out who Sterling Downey was. <laughs> then uh, I went to the Highland Games. I met him. He's a big Scottish uh, supporter and St. Andrews uh, supporter and such. Um, a lot of our same interests come to find out we know a lot of the same people. We became fast and uh, fast and true friends and uh, hung out. And he's always supported the chapter. So it, it's it's always a I just the other day I was walking down his uh, his borough and uh, one of his uh, constituents, one of his voters was screaming at me to get back to work, you know, get back in the office and uh, just kept yelling at me, yelling at me. And I'm even walking. He's like two feet away from me. And he still thinks I'm Sterling. But anyways, he's a he's a really good guy. He's a great politician. He's, that's a, awesome. he's a great mayor. That's great. That's that's and that's very, very cool that you have uh, that story, but that you have, you know, somebody that's. Uh, that recognizable and they can be actually that, you know, down to earth and be a part of your chapter as well. It, um, it, you know, it, if you think about it, it's it speaks volumes to the type of chapter that you have, um, that he wants to be not only um, a part of it from afar, but he actually wants to be a part of it, um, of all the different things that he could spend his time doing. Um, you know, I, I, I say this all the time, cool. and I'm sure everybody says this about their guys in their chapter, but I, I truly mean it, is that, there's no guys that I've ever met that are cut from the same cloth that my guys are. They're extremely moral. They are just the best people I've ever met. I don't truly have any other friends. These are my friends. They are, uh, they're, they're more than my friends. They really are my family. Um, I've changed minds. They've changed my minds and, and so on. And it's, uh, I, I could never leave BV cause I don't think I could, I could live without these guys. I mean, yeah. I, I, I look forward to every single day, just talking with them and getting yeah. to see them and stuff like that. So um, the, the chapter is what keeps me in BB, these guys. And I, I truly love them. And we would never have accomplished anything um, without these guys. They've all done it. They do all the work. Um, I'm just kind of the mouthpiece. And so I, I, I thank them for, for saving my life also, because I, I had no direction and I was lost after coming to Canada and I wasn't sure it in my fifties, what I was going to do with the rest of my life after you know, everything gone. My parents gone. My only child gone. My divorce. Yeah. Uh, it was, and they they filled it all, and they've given me purpose. Yeah, that that right. I mean, what a crushing year. But yeah. um, if anybody, I mean, if anybody can take anything out of your story, is that um, there's there's a way out of that, and um, there's a way to lift yourself up out of it. Um, Things always get better. That's that's time yeah. does heal. Yeah, you're a per, you're a perfect example of that. That's so awesome. Well. So this, uh, the, the cutting of your beard thing, how, how exactly is that working? Uh, for people that are, well, not, is it, is it a one, one person wins? I mean, does somebody get to cut, do the actual cutting of your beard or how, how well, is this working? I've, I've heard some rumors. I'm hoping these rumors are, are true, but what we're going to do, we're basically going to do an auction. We're actually going to live stream it also. So we're going to do an auction. It's, we're going to have people bidding to, to cut my beard off. Um, now, of course, I have said the shortest I'm going to go is six centimeters. I'm not going. I mean, even six centimeters is pretty short. I mean, compared that, to what you're at right now, yeah, that's I, really not, noticeable. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can even do. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind, and you know, they might have to tie me up. But uh, we're not going to business beard. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. no. Okay. Um, but uh, so we're doing a bidding. So what I'm hoping is, I've heard, I there's a few guys that I know that are actually going to bid to not cut it. And they asked if that, if that's an option. And I said, Hey, you know what, if it raises money and you want to put money to not cut it, 
It's all for the leukemia. It's all for the good. Yeah. But I am willing to sacrifice it. I, I absolutely, on my daughter, I, I'm willing oh, sure. to sacrifice it in her name. I, it's not that big of a deal. It will grow back in a year or two. So, um, but if anybody wants to bid and try to save it, then all the better. If the higher bid, highest bidder wants yeah. to say, nah, let them save it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. That's even better. Very cool. Yeah. Well, you have to, you'll have to let him shave something else then maybe, I guess. I don't know. My back. My <laughs> Your back. back. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you just get a surrogate. You just get a surrogate person to shave instead. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get your back up. In, in, in I'll, I'll let him cut off a couple uh, dead ends or something. I'll. <laughs> well, I hope that works for you because uh, the, the time it takes to grow out the, the length of a beard that you have right now, I know it's, it's, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing. And, uh, to do it, you know, you won't have, you don't hesitate to think about shaving that down for cutting it down off, um, in honor of your daughter, but, uh, or to help out the hospital, but it's still one of those things that's like, okay, it's, uh, it's going to change the way I live my life for the next year and a half. We're seeing <laughs> it, it. Is, it is so, for sure. Um, but, but how cool is that? That's, that's awesome. If the borders, uh, if the borders were opened up a little bit easier right now, I would be, uh, making plans to be up there, but, we have some uh, Americans coming. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's just it's just unfortunate the timing of it this weekend, and then um, if if I had a little bit better preparation for it, it's for some reason it's easier for us to get up to you than it is for you guys to come down to us right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. well, uh, you, know, they, you guys they, have required tests. No, they opened ours August first. No, okay. no, no. Yeah, was August first? Yeah, August first. August first, we were able to travel. My my father just passed away, so I had to go to the U.S. and uh, and deal with some some uh, estate issues and stuff. And it wasn't that big of a deal. I just had to show my paperwork, and that was a big that was about it. I know that our photographer is coming from Vermont, and he had to show obviously his vaccinations, and he had to do a uh, a rapid quick test or something uh, three days or four days before arriving, or within three or four days of arriving. Okay, so that was good. yeah. I've heard from a few of the the Canadian brothers that uh, I don't know if it's a insurance thing or if the, the it's the difference between the healthcare systems there and here. But um, I know I got, it, it, they're, they're telling people, you know, you can get tested all the time and it doesn't really sound like people are really paying for those tests. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. who's, if the government's taking that tab or not, but uh, you know, up there when in talking to one of the Canadian brothers to come down here, he said he'd have to take two tests and it was going to cost him like a thousand well, bucks. Well, I can so, tell you, I got, I got stuck with that when I was in the U S uh, at the time, Canada was requiring a, a test within 72 hours to cross the border for me to come back home. For some reason where I was at, I was in Ohio, I was in Cincinnati. And for some reason, they wouldn't take the rapid test because it wasn't uh, an antigen something type of test. Uh, it was two to three days. Right. I don't have health care in the U.S. It's not like Canada just is going to send money to the U.S. for me to do anything. So <laughs> I didn't have any coverage. So I had to pay like three or four hundred, a couple hundred, I think like 300 bucks for a test. Well, it didn't come back in three days, so I couldn't go across the border. I had to take a second one. I took the second one. It was by the time I got to the border, because it was like a six or seven hour drive for me to get to the border. I was a couple hours late by the time I got through the traffic and everything. And they wouldn't let me. You had to take a third? I had to take a third. And this, so this cost me. It was a it was a pretty penny, obviously, just to get across the border wow. because that seventy two hours was yeah, it was a pain. Oh my gosh! Yeah. For some, it, there was such a backlog in the U.S. For some reason, the labs couldn't process them fast enough. Cincinnati, wherever they were sending them to, because I went to two different doctors, 
and uh, none of them came back in time. Wow, that yeah. that would just suck. Something fierce. Yeah. I mean, uh, man, how frustrating! Yeah. How frustrating that could be. Well, dude, I'm I'm so excited for your event. Um, I'm looking forward now that I hear that it's gonna be live streamed too. Um, yeah. Parts of it, and uh, I'm I'm excited because uh, from my perspective, from somebody who's been telling people for as long as this podcast has been on, I've been telling people in chapters all over the world, please share your videos, share your photos. You guys do that. Um, and I, I'm really, um, I'm, I'm excited when I see stuff come out because I think there's, you guys get that it's not about bragging about what you do, um, but it's about sharing it. And you see that there's a positive aspect of sharing what you're doing in a way that it's not bragging. And um, it you, can, you know, it can really it, it, highlight some of the other things that we can do. It's a, it's a struggle because what happens is, and, and we, we've caught ourselves, especially during COVID uh, a few times, we do a lot of other things. We help the homeless shelters. We go to homeless shelters and we, we raise money for that. We help out uh, the, the homeless on the streets. We help out the indigenous shelters, women's shelters. We've uh, raised money for them. We uh, give money towards, a, 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 it's called Gris Montreal, which is a, a LGBT uh, Q community center that teaches um, LGBT uh, issues and stuff in pri- in secondary schools and high schools and stuff like that. And it's all volunteer. We help out with them. Um, we do all of these things, but unfortunately we get caught up in the moments, even though we do have a media officer, even he gets caught up in the moments and stuff and we don't take enough pictures. We don't live stream. We don't do a video. It's, it's all about the event and raising the money or actually cooking or uh, handing the clothes out. It's, it's doing the event. And we don't do, we do a lot more than what people see on there. And I, unfortunately we don't advertise as much as everybody else does about how many events they do and stuff like that. But we do a considerable amount. We've done. I honestly think that you guys do. I actually think you guys, you guys put out more than, than you think comparatively speaking. Now, I think that speaks that speaks to the the amount of stuff that you're doing that the fact that you feel like you're still lagging in that area, but um, compared to there's there's many other chapters that you have to I have to beg them for photos after I heard about some fairly significant event, um, and they may have one or two photos that somebody happened to take, but um, and I and I understand there's a time and place for everything, and I understand that there's a you know there's your focus isn't publicity. Your focus isn't to, you know, do that. But as I've said before, so often that by taking these videos and those photos, whether you publicize them or not, or just have them ready, readily available if somebody wants to see, it's something that can promote um, and foster this, this positive role model type of a, of, of a feeling where um, if there's a chapter out there that's stuck and they just don't know what, we're, you know, we're hurting for ideas and uh, there's chapters out there that do that. They want to do something, but they don't want to do the same old, same old, um, but they're kind of stuck in a rut. And and it's, it's seeing the photos or hearing about the events that other chapters are doing that are kind of unique and uh, a little out of the ordinary that they kind of go, you know what, we could do that same thing here too. Um, so our, our, our focus over the our, our focus over the next year is we, we've made a conscious effort, especially uh, with a lot of our partnerships and stuff that we've, uh, we've done lately is, you know, we, we want to get more of the word out about BB. People still don't know much about BB that, that should know about us and, and the, the impact that we're giving to the community, our own community in our backyard. 
So we're, we're going to do things like we're going to have a team on the Highland Games. We're going to be in a St. Patrick's parade. We're doing a polar dip with the city with some of the elected officials. We're doing, you know, we're going to do stuff like that so that we can not necessarily, it's not about just raising money. Um, hopefully we can have an opportunity in those events somehow that we can tie into raising some funds uh, for some unfortunate um, unfortunates. But um, it's also just awareness. We want people to understand who we are and that we're out there and we would like to help. Um, and, uh, you know, the more that we can grow our, our, our chapter and the more that we can grow the visibility, the more impact that we can have on our community. So that's going to be our focus yeah. coming up. I love it, man. I love it. Um, Montreal's kicking ass and, um, you, you guys, uh, it's, it's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch. So, um, anybody that's still out in the, out in the wilderness trying to figure out what they want to do this weekend and they have some time, um, Please. get up there. It's going to be a blast. Um, I'm mad that I can't be there. And I know I've talked to guys from all over Canada that are heading over there. So, um, it's, it's going to be a blast to watch, at least from the outsider's perspective to see some photos and videos that are going to be coming out. So, uh, Ron, Sorry. I wish you the best of luck with it. Um, and then you can kind of decompress and after the weekend's over and move yeah. on to the next thing. But uh, two years, two years basically in the making for this one year. Um, looking Hopefully it'll be worth it. Hopefully everybody will have a good time. It'll be, I guarantee more. it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. But Ron, thanks so much for your time and um, good luck. Thanks, good luck. And thanks I look forward to seeing the opportunity. You. I appreciate everything. Thanks for your time. I, uh, I, I very much uh, uh, thank you. I know you have, you're just as busy as me, so I appreciate it. I'm just, I'm happy I was able to get you on here, man. (laughs) So I wanted to be able to talk to you. So I'll talk to you soon and uh, we'll talk afterwards and see how things went for you. Sounds good. All right. right, Take care. Bye. And that was Ron. That was Captain Ron up in Montreal. They are going to have such a blast. When I, when I sit back and listen to this, uh, when I, when you hear him talk about what, what this poutine is, I mean, come on. If, if you were to slab 20 pounds of fat in front of me that included cheese, gravy, and french fries, I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> if we don't have that here in the States, we already have huge portions of stuff anyway. But, I mean, they have that their McDonald's? What are, what are we doing here, boys and girls, here in the States, if we don't have that among all the other things that we do have? I would, I would generously say kick off about a third of the McDonald's menu just to have one order of that on there. That's uh, wow. Okay, pretty cool stuff. Uh, but we need to get some of us boys from the, from the U.S. up there for that because uh, I, I think I think we uh, we some some of our chapters down here in the U.S. could give them a run for their money on that poutine fest, and um, we got some we got some we got some eaters down here. We got some eaters, so uh, it would be fun. It would be a lot of fun to see how that goes. But again, thanks, Ron, for um, taking some time with us, and um, that's that's just awesome. If you are looking for an all-natural beard oil that will not only tame your beard and coarse hairs, but make your beard soft and smell amazing, check out Pulpo Beard Oils. Veteran-owned and made for today's beards, Pulpo Beard Products combine the best beard ingredients on the market with incredible customer service to ensure your happiness. Whether you need beard wash, beard oil, beard balm, or some fun clothing, Pulpo is the place to go. Feel fresh. Feel savage. Feel confident with Pulpo Beard Oils. 
Go to Pulpo Beard Oils. That's P-U-L-P-O BeardOils.com and use the code the heart of a villain for a discount on your order. All right, boys and girls, we are going to slide in now to our calendar of events that you all love so much. <laughs> our calendar of events. Uh, this is what I've got so far. If I'm missing one of your events, please let me know, and I'll make sure that we get it on the books. We heard it first, first part of this episode, Florida Summit, Pensacola Beach, Florida, October 15th and 16th. Uh, you're being hosted by basically the whole state of Florida. Uh, and I don't have any, just, you know what, I, following tradition with this, uh, with this event, I'm not going to share any other information. We heard it earlier. So Florida summit, Pensacola beach, Florida this weekend, it's going to be a blast and I'm sad. I'm not going to be there. I'm also sad that I'm not going to be up in Montreal this weekend for poutine fest, 2021, October 15th and 7th through the 17th. Hosted by the Bearded Villains of Montreal, benefiting Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada. They got a meet and greet on the 15th. That's tomorrow. Routine Fest on the 16th. Every time I think every time I'm gonna say that now, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be wanting to eat some. They got a beard comp, poutine competition party, goodbye breakfast on the 17th. Don't forget they're gonna have tattoos, a barber on site, raffles, special charity auction. To see what happens, stay tuned because they're going to be going live. Find out if Cap Moran keeps his beard at the current length or if somebody pays enough to make it get cut. Check that out. Then next weekend, October 23rd, here in northern Indiana, my chapter, we have Ezra Crow's Halloween Havoc. Please, if you are bored, if you don't know what you're going to do next weekend, find your way here to northern Indiana. It's our first beard competition as a chapter. And uh, we're going to have a blast with it. It's going to be a Halloween theme. We're going to have beard competition. We're going to have costume contest. Wait till you see the trophies for this thing. Very unique. We've got some very, very, very cool, I mean, one-of-a-kind auction items, raffle items coming through. It's going to be a blast. Everything's going to be benefiting the Ronald McDonald Houses of Northern Indiana. That's Ezra Crow's Halloween Havoc here in Northern Indiana. It's going to be held in Valparaiso, Indiana. Any questions, reach out to somebody from the Northern Indiana Bearded Villains. Then the following weekend, October 30th, the Downtown Halloween Bash, hosted by the Rocket City Bearded Villains. They also are going to have a costume contest, a beard contest, a whole bunch of other things, music, food, raffle, good stuff, down in the Rocket City. Hosted by the Rocket City Bearded Villains, Downtown Halloween Bash, October 30th. Then November 5th through the 7th, rolling into November, the Slugger City boys are back. The Slugger City Bearded Villains are hosting the Slugger City Bash. It's in Louisville, Kentucky. Going to be a great beard competition. I will be there. Come down, say hi. Hang out with us. November 5th through the 7th, Slugger City Bash, Louisville, Kentucky. The following weekend, just across the water, if you're not sure about your geography, that's across the... Ohio River in Southern Indiana is Battle of the Beards hosted by the Bearded Villains of Southern Indiana or yeah I'm not sure if they're officially being known as the Southern Indiana Villains now or not but Battle of the Beards 2021 it's always a great time November 12th through the 14th if you're coming come with me celebrate it's my birthday weekend 
We're going to have a great time there November 12th through the 14th. Battle of the Beards 2021, raising great money for a really cool home that uh, that caters to and helps out veterans down there in southern Indiana. So um, really cool time always down there with Battle of the Beards 2021. Also, that same weekend, if you're over in Virginia, November 13th, is Beards Away. Beards Away, hosted by the Virginia Bearded Villains. It's their sixth anniversary in beard competition. It's hosted at Bunker Brew Pub. I believe that's where it all began, they say. Beards Away, hosted by the Virginia Bearded Villains. If they follow suit in years past, they had some really cool trophies for that event as well. Uh, That's November 13th for Beards Away. November 26th to the 28th, get on down to Louisiana for what is known as Louisiana's largest beard competition. That's right, Louisiana's largest beard competition. It's called the Cajun Beard Bash, hosted by the Bearded Villains Louisiana chapter. They got vendors, prizes, food, music. It's a whole weekend full of Cajun goodness. November 26th to the 28th for the Cajun Beard Bash, hosted by the Bearded Villains of Louisiana. Then we roll the calendar into January. January 8th. 2022, the Smoky Mountain Bearded Villains come back with a vengeance on their four-year anniversary with a beard competition in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, benefiting Hinderless 22. Benefiting Hinderless 22. Smoky Mountain Bearded Villains, their four-year anniversary in beard competition. Again, that's January 8th, 2022. That's what I've got on the schedule. Other than keep, keep an eye out in May for the weekend of the first weekend of May for Beardo de Mayo hosted by the Ohio brothers, the Heartland boys, the Ohio chapter of the bearded villains, Beardo de Mayo that first weekend in May, 2022. Also, I would be remiss if I did not say, give a quick shout out to everybody over in the UK, central England boys. Uh, they have Beardingham coming up in December, but all the tickets are sold out. So if you're not already planning on being there, that's kind of why I didn't mention it. Um, if you're not already planning on being there, you're going to have to find somebody else that already has a ticket to sell it to you, if that's even allowed. I don't know. So, um, But that's what we got on the calendar so far. If I missed your event, please reach out and let me know, and I will make sure to get it on the calendar for sure. All right, guys, that is going to wrap up episode 104. We came back hard this week. Long episode, but I think really well worthwhile listening to all the cool stuff that we're doing out there. That is episode 104. Please remember, you can still buy shirts, patches, pins, all the good stuff at theheartofavillain.simplecast.com. That's theheartofavillain.simplecast.com. That's also where you're going to listen to all previous 103 episodes of this podcast. I want to challenge you guys, as I always do every week, to be the villain that the world needs you to be because the heart of a villain never stops beating. Finally, guys, the most important words I say every single week, please remember, it's okay not to be okay. If you are hurting, please find a brother to talk to. Remember, it's okay not to be okay. So, guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy this weekend. Go do some BV stuff. Go do some family stuff. Get out and enjoy this last little bit of good weather we got. Have a great week. I will see you back for 105 next week. Take care. Stay safe. From the start to the finish, go hard. Every winning is the heart.